It's time to feel the rage. Welcome to Film Rage, where we talk movies. Still no theaters open in our neck of the woods, so we stream on with a smile on our faces and a song in our heart. Directors and actors, beware as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryce, and I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hello, Jim. Hey, hey. And the walking and talking version of a raspberry Danish. It's Murray. Hey there, Merman. It's true, he's delicious. So with the introductions out of the way, let's rage on! Oh, Bryce, your sexy, sexy voice just makes me happy. Mm. Uh, Thanks to all who've been supporting us. If you love our independent podcast, please support us and join the growing Film Rage community by joining our membership at buymeacoffee.com forward slash Film Rage YYC. All members get a special episode and content only for members along with all members that sign up will get a special limited edition film rage merch item if you cannot commit to a membership you can still buy us a movie rental and dare us to see a terrible film just to make bryce happy that he's raging uh shout out to our biggest state that has been listening to us and like the mountains that surround them have a big luscious heart hey colorado we think you pretty awesome Go Rams. Canyon Meadows cinemas are open for their delicious concessions, popcorn, corn dogs, mini donuts, and more. Open Thursdays 4 to 9, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday 12 to 9 for takeout via curbside pickup. Just go to canyonmeadows.ca and enter your order. And by the way, by being one of our faithful Film Rage listeners, you can get 15% off. Just enter the promo code RAGEON, that's R-A-G-E-O-N, to claim your 15% discount. Or, if you would rather have your snacks delivered, that is possible as well through Skip the Dishes, Uber Eats, and DoorDash throughout Calgary. For more details, visit canyonmeadows.ca. And here, CMC would like to thank you for your continued support, and we hope to see you again soon at the cinema. Let's dance. Stream, 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 We are streaming, Jim. Okay, so this week, this is actually the first one I watched too. We watched, yeah. We, I started my week with The Courier from 2020. It's currently a video on demand. The Courier is a story of Greville Wynne, a British salesman turned Cold War spy after being recruited by MI6. Wynne is played by Benedict Cumberbatch, who over the course of a couple of years smuggled thousands of pieces of Russian intelligence into Britain, but eventually was captured, imprisoned, and tortured by the Soviets. The scenes, nice. be- the scenes between Wynne and Penkovsky, a former Russian soldier with security clearance, who is played by Marab Ninidzi, are engaging. Nice. The dynamic between these two becomes a deep friendship, and it's 
quite believable. The whole build to the inevitable capture of Wynn is well-placed. The film's first half, or sorry, the film's last half was not as good as the first half as the scenes in the prison were a little too familiar. However, even with that, I would be tempted to give this movie a mondo. But there was one big problem, and that was the Uh-oh. and that was the character CIA agent Emily Donovan, played by Rachel Brosnahan. She felt out of place in every scene she was in. I'm not sure if it was the actor or the script that sunk her, but perhaps it was a little of both. Her performance is flat, and the scene where she was telling Wynn. What if a missile was heading for London and there were only four minutes before impact was not as impactful as the filmmakers were probably hoping for. The American injection into the story seemed a little unnecessary and took it took me out of the movie every time she was on the screen. Still, this was a solid spy, spy flick with very good performances from everyone except Brosnahan, which made this flick a solid meh. Oh my god, I've got to laugh because I have a completely different opinion about her. I absolutely love. Oh my god, what I is do. wrong with you? I, no, I well, let me talk about the rest of the movie. She was out of place. She was like a sore thumb, and as uh, painful as a sore thumb. That's it. Only a sore thumb. Like, uh, could it be like? No, yeah, just a sore thumb because she's just pretty much annoying me. Ah, that's unfortunate. Mm. I actually love her in everything. I think she's amazing. Oh, she's horrible. Uh, so it needs to be said that uh, Bernie Cumberbund, and in my opinion, Rachel Abrajnahan, uh, together in a movie, I'm going to want to see it because I love her. Um, now, Marab, now you said it pretty good. I like how you say it better, Jim. Nitsy. I thought he was fantastic. He was fantastic. Uh, as a reminder, this is a period piece and a biopic. So I'm always <laughs> leery before I watch one of these that's put together. For me, I thought I thought Rachel was actually quite mesmerizing because I think she's amazing at everything. No. Uh, and um, I, I, I didn't think the film was about her, so it didn't bother me that technically... She was like a unnecessary. Composite. Well, not not necessarily. I would disagree with you. And the reason I'm going to disagree with you is because she her her character was a composite of a bunch of American people that and one of them was a female uh, character from the US. So so her character wasn't out of place because in real life it actually did happen, but it wasn't necessarily one person. Within the like script, taking, it sure did seem that way. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, I would disagree with you a little on it. Um, I liked how the story is very easy to follow and moves easily through the facts of, this, of the historical events. Only small changes to actual facts occurred uh, for quite obvious reasons, I think. They were not annoying to me in any way. Yet, I'm as I was writing this, I'm like, yeah, I'm sure Bryce is going to be annoyed. So it was kind of funny that you were. Um, <laughs> I really enjoyed the depiction of perhaps uh, a forgotten hero in a forgotten time. And thank the real life people for their service and stopping the Third World War out of Cuba. It's a good, solid, fact-filled, bio, period piece, meh. 
So we so agree. We, both got to the, we got to the same place. But but, in, but it, for different reasons. Yeah. You know, it. I kind of like spy movies. And um, if they're really done well, this to me was so unusual. It this, really wasn't a spy movie. This, it is, had so this, much, is, this is no bridge of spies. No, it's definitely not. And and I, I did like the character development. Every character I thought was really well developed, except for, to your point, maybe Rachel's character. I don't, I don't. I think they oh, were that, just trying that to show that speech in the restaurant with the the missiles coming at London, and you've only got four minutes, and you can't get to your son, and you can't get to your wife. Oh my God, that was melodramatic pablum. Oh, it was just <laughs> what the hell was that? You you didn't roll your eyes in that scene. That yes, scene didn't make I you did. puke a little in your mouth. I did throw up a little bit. Oh, now. man. But, but, but those scenes in movies make me throw up. It wasn't necessarily her. I actually just, I'm mesmerized by her. I absolutely love her. I think she's, I think she has so much range to her acting. As like I say, I, I don't know if it was, I think it was more the script than her. And I, 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 and I keep on saying her. And really, I think it was just the character that they had developed and the, the lines that she was given to say just didn't even fit for me with the because the rest of it was so well written and it seems like they got to her character and it was not well written i don't yeah you can't convince me that her character was well written in on any level and she said I, just some silly things sometimes and i you know what i think yeah i think when you take a a composite character and try and make it one character i think sometimes there's a little bit of it happens fall a lot down yeah. that happens yeah. i get it fair enough all right well we got to get back into some shutter you know what? Like we haven't been in Shutter in Shutterverse for a while. I'm and sorry. I kind of miss it. Sorry, where, where where did it play? The Shutterverse. No, but what was what's the streaming platform called? Shutter. Dum dum. Oh, there we go. And we joined the Shutterverse. Yes. Now, before I go into this, Murray, did you get a chance to see this one? I did. Out boy, do you want to start? <laughs> I don't know if you want me to start. Yeah, why not? Um, okay, well, because it's, got, it's vampires. Well, it's got two things I like, which is vampires and Irish people. Of course, the Irish people were speaking such thick Irish? accents, you couldn't <laughs> even understand them. It had to be subtitles. Um, but yeah, there were a lot of entertaining characters in it. It felt a little bit like Shaun of the Dead to me, a bunch of losers. And but, um, yeah, it was interesting, and there was a lot of violence. and you know, a lot of action. Uh, but a major problem I had with it is, I don't know what the hell this creature was, but it sure as hell wasn't a vampire. Oh, it was a vampire. You, no, you can kill vampires. E every single vampire story ever written, there is a way to kill a vampire. Well, they had this, to cut his head off. This thing you couldn't kill. All you could do is just contain him, bury him behind rocks, like whatever. I did kind of like the, the idea of them, uh, of him draining blood and actually drinking it like from the street being you know led to him by a stream of blood like that was kind of cool but yeah overall it was just a meh okay well uh we watched boys from country hell from 2020 oh sorry i should have mentioned the name of it i thought you were gonna that do that that's okay. I just did. Doesn't matter. Now everybody knows exactly. Uh, and as I said, it was playing on Shutter. There we go. <laughs> uh, and it's about a crew of hardy road workers led by a bickering father and son must survive the night when the when they accidentally 
awaken an ancient Irish vampire. Not a vampire. Totally a vampire. It's totally a vampire. vampire. It's a a different universe of vampires, Mer. So imagine, just imagine, the vampire Irish version of Shaun of the Dead, as Marie had said. Now imagine it's funnier and scarier. Now you know exactly what we kind of watched. The music, sound, acting, script, direction, and Canadian representation were all (laughs) awesome. Yeah, they had that all right. I'm not saying... They made yep. fun of them five minutes into the movie. That's all. I know. That's all we had. I'm not saying Shaun of the Dead isn't great. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that this film, to me, was a bit of an evolution of that type of film, and more specifically, a vampire versions of that film. This is a real, in my opinion, real fresh spin on vampire folklore. This film had a lot of heart and multiple messages within the horror story. Started out as a buddy film and ended up as a father-son movie. Uh, the development of this film was so good. I loved this comedy horror vampire vampire flick a lot. Great gore, FX, great character development, great suspense, great comedy moments, and such a great subtle Irish wit. It's a total suck my neck, Mondo. Huh. Well... The characters were likable, although they were all kind of the same character, really. There was no real deviation from person to person. Um, I guess, was that the point? I hope everybody in that town is the same. I I don't know. Yep. Okay. Uh, There was some decent gore. There were some decent laughs. Not much to say, really. It was decent. It was meh. (laughs) It was not a vampire. I'm out. It's a total vampire. It was not. No, what it what it is is a total. There you go. <laughs> Sometimes I hate the fact that he owns the button at all yeah, times. Well, but I mean, it was the two. It was the two of you against me. I fully love this movie. I thought the. I expect more from vampire movies. This one didn't do it for me. I thought it was. I thought the scares were great. I thought the the gore had some really good gore, and um, yeah, no, I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed it. Really? Well, well, you know what? We saw something else on Shudder, though. A Man, surprise. did we? Yeah, it was an addition. Ho-ho! Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I see where this is going. Yeah, I oh, do too. We saw Fried Berry from 2020. <sighs> what a What a breath of fresh air. Oh, man, was Fried Berry. It was like... It was, it was just beautiful. It was so beautiful. It was a beautiful thing to So watch. picture this. If E.T. and Invasion of the Body Snatchers had a baby, and then you're to force feed that baby ecstasy, the result would be the Ryan Kruger film, or as it is described in the opening credits, the Ryan Kruger thing, Fried Berry. This is the story of Barry played brilliantly by Gary Green, who gets abducted by aliens and his body is then taken over by an alien visitor for a sort of joyride through Cape Town. Yeah, and we don't get to see very many South African berries, so. This movie has a lot of sex, a lot of humor, a lot of violence, a lot of gore. This movie was a lot. 
We got an alien baby, chewed up hot dogs, needles hanging out of arms, buckets of blood, and all set to a killer synth soundtrack. This is a movie that if you're willing to take the trip, you are in for a hell of a ride. This was a bloody good time. I enjoyed every single frame, every single shot, every single line of dialogue, every single time the camera focused on Barry, the most stunning looking character that I've ever seen in a movie in my entire life. This movie was Mondo. No, this movie was Super Mondo. No, this movie was unbelievably Super Mondo. This was one of the most Mondo movies that's ever been Mondoed. Holy frittatas. I love this movie. Fried berry. This is is so good. This is the Vitarella Varela or whatever that movie is you loved last year, but in berry in berry vision oh man i could just i could watch this movie over and over on a loop for the rest of my life which is kind of funny Uh, and i'll tell you why i think this is kind of funny that your comment is that and i'll tell you that in a minute so interesting some of the comparison that you have first off the warning rating at the very beginning of this before the movie started was, was fucking hilarious Right from the very beginning, you knew this was going to be a thing for sure. It's a super trippy film. Love the characters. So well-defined and expanded. I've always wanted to know, and you guys know this about me. I've always wanted to know what being violated by an alien looks and feels like. And now I don't have to worry because when it happens, it sounds like it's going to be fun. This kind of is if I have a comparison too. If you took South Park episode, then removed the kids, sprinkled a shit ton of drugs, added the greasy strangler, adjacent kind of like creepy which, alien which baby. Which is also, that's a good double feature. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then, then this movie. Oh, but wait, you have to add a little bit of alien sex. Oh and, yeah. Sorry. Then voila, you've got alien baby. baby what a great scene yeah and then uh intermission you know you just don't get intermissions like you used to and it was like right in the middle of nowhere it's kind of like it's kind of like there's an intermission i'm like you know what there were no wrong steps when the intermission came on i'm like this is exactly the time i needed intermission and the fact that they had one was made it even better the thing i love the most about this is I had no idea what was going to happen next in this. No. What what fucked up situation Barry was going to land in next. And everything was a nicer surprise over the time before. It Plus, the music was so gosh darn trippy. Ah. Everything in this movie was a freaky, fucked up, weird, <laughs> trippy trip. And I could not love anything more about this film. This film was the drug-induced train ride of your life, which I traveled on all the way to Mondo Town. And I've got two favorite lines. One is, you will never catch the pussy. And the other was, oh no, sucky sucky. Yes. So good. 
All right. Now I have a feeling Murray didn't love this movie. And I think he probably saw this one too. Did you Um, not love this as much as we did? That's fair to say. I did not love it as much as you guys. (laughs) I don't Um, think this is a Murray movie. I knew that. I didn't even want you to see it because I knew it would maybe destroy you. (laughs) It didn't destroy me. It was interesting. And that is moments. Uh, It should have been called Fried Berry Porn Star because that's pretty much what he was. It was like the whole movie was him just having sex with people. Just the first 20 minutes or so. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, I don't know. I kind of liked him better when he was a, you know, abusive bastard before he became an alien. Because, <laughs> yeah, it was it, for a while. It was like we can like we can get Bernie's if he actually was doing his own walking. It's like he was a freaking zombie. Like he didn't talk. He didn't do anything. It's like, I don't know. He went. Ah! It, it was Did okay. You think- didn't you think it was like he he really was channeling a little bit of the greasy strangler in this? Yeah, but bit. I hated that movie. Remember? Oh, yeah, that's true. Love that movie. That yeah, movie. Hated I, it. I am. I'm actually taking you up on that, Jim. I am watching Greasy Slart Strangler and Fried Berry back to back before the end of the year. You do that. You know what? When we can get back together, that's let's a perfect do it. Double feature. Yep, we're doing we'll watch it. it together. It's Done. happening. Murray, you're going to join. You know, no, you I don't will. think so. Done. <laughs> All right. Well, Mer, so that was just a math for you. That I was a it. math. All right. It's okay. What was your favorite part about it? There must have been a part in it you were like, My okay, favorite this part? is pretty awesome. I don't Like I said, I, I enjoyed it before he became the alien. <laughs> it's like... So the, the first seven minutes. They were just the first stupid. Ten minutes? Well, yeah. And then like his wife who basically yelled at him and he just like turned around and walked out. It's, that was awesome. It was so hilarious like, that his wife like she, was like so enamored with like alien berry. <laughs> oh yeah, no, alien berry was one. better at sex, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. Alien was berry right. was awesome. Uh, that was so absolutely. Good. Yeah, oh. no, and that, you know what the funniest thing about this is? There's been um, I've been seeing it's now been getting reviewed on social media. Not everybody loves it the same way we do. Oh. No, more of them probably like it as much as I do. <laughs> yeah, there was a few people that didn't like it nearly as much as even humor. Yeah. Okay, so we got to see something on Netflix, which is also something we haven't seen for a while. And it's called And Tomorrow, The Entire World from 2020. And it is German. And in the German version, it's called Und Morgen die ganze Welt. Mm. So, how far one is willing to go for the sake of one's political commitment. This is directed by Julia von Heinz. And it's written by her, as well as John Quester. And stars Mala Emdi, Noah Savendra, Antonio Schneider, or Schneider. I'm thinking maybe Schneider. What do you think? Schneider. Okay. You going for Schneider? Okay. So I I love the real dramatic difference between the feel and storyline of this film and what this film might have looked like if it was made in one of the Americas. I found the direction was a bit choppy, but I still like the quick edits that sometimes seem misplaced, but still effective. The raw, almost documentary feel to this film making made it feel that much more edgy, but not annoying like a found footage film. The message of the cause or the fight wasn't always clear, but the community was more, more 
the focus and the focus of our lead actress. The story did take a long time to unfold and it draggy pretty much all the way through it. Uh, but I kept getting interested because I wasn't sure how far the more leftist aggressive part of her cult was going to get, hoping it would become more intense. Uh, but if, unfortunately, it didn't It didn't become as intense as I was hoping it would be. About midway through, I noticed I liked the characters less and less and felt their cause was less important. And I cared less for the characters, which, you know, as you guys know, I'm a character guy. So if I can't really care for the characters, either by hating or loving, then it <clears throat> it kind of took away from the film. The film was was such a different style and structure of this type of film. I was intrigued by it. But it didn't think it delivered in a way that made me care enough for pretty much anything, actually. Ending was a bit of a letdown as well. Had some huge potential, but ultimately it was a German political party, meh. And I wanted it to be a German sex party, Mondo. So, it's a meh. All right. <laughs> is, what, yeah, what? Yavold. Yavold called Capitan. What does you think? Who are you talking What's to? You. Well, I, I didn't see it, so it should have been you. Yeah. He doesn't watch he doesn't watch German political dramas. Yeah, I subtitles? thought that was up I thought that was up your alley. The subtitles? I don't think so. Oh. He likes German sex parties, but I, I don't think he wants a German this, this political wasn't thriller. I'm pretty sure this was ah, All right, so it was well-paced political activist thriller. I actually like the pacing of it. I don't know what you're talking about. With good young actors and some unnecessary sexual tension, don't know why any of that was in it. I feel as if I've seen this movie many times before. However, this was competently executed, and it was fairly Im immersive, as I felt I was in the head of our protagonist for most of the film. Uh, the journey Louisa... Uh, takes as compelling as her activism graduates through the film to more and more risky ventures. Uh, you see and understand her progression throughout. Uh, not much more to say. This was a, I have seen this all before, but it still kept my interest. Meh. Okay then. Yeah. And Murray? No. Uh, <laughs> that's a no. So a actually... No. I had some issues watching it on Netflix for me because I couldn't get the subtitles and the and the language to go right. And then I, I kept messing around with it. I had to reboot my Netflix so many times. And then finally I got it right. So I, I saw the first 10 minutes in, in German with French subtitles. And then I saw the <laughs> and then I saw it with English uh, language and German subtitles. And then I had to go and reboot it, and it finally started working again. So there must have been a glitch. I had no pro problem. No issues at all. That's what you get for watching foreign movies. La-di-da. La mm. All right, then. Temperature rising. Vision blurring. Rage taking over. doing my psycho fried berry dance right now but my rage this week is where did you go virginia where are you now 
we've been we've been onslaughted by our new favorite state, Colorado. Go Rams. Go Rams. And I want to know what happened to Virginia. Virginia, please come back to us. We miss you so much. Virginia, love me like you do. Love me. I don't yeah. even know the words. Now, now we're just. I never knew one of those th- there's got to be like a Colorado song. Rocky Mountain something or other. Rocky Mountain, Rocky Mountain. High. Now you're I talking. I want to get. Sure I want to get. I want to get Rocky Mountain High with our friends from Colorado. Anyway, Virginia, we miss you. We want you to be competition to Colorado moving forward. And I really don't have a rage about any of the movies we watched so far. So far. Hmm. So that's it. My rage was simple this week. I miss you, Virginia. <laughs> okay. Heck of a rage there, Jim. Yeah. That was biting right there. <laughs> Okay, my rage this week. Well, I'll tell you. Here is a I'm list. Listening. Here is a list of movies that Bryce would like to see this month. The Waterman, directed by and starring David Oyelowo, as well as starring Rosario Dawson. Here today, the new movie directed by Billy Crystal, and starring the recently unrepulsive Tiffany Haddish. Wrath of Man, the new flick from Guy Ritchie starring Jason Statham. Spiral from the Book of Saw starring Chris Rock. Yes. Dream Horse starring Tony Collette. And A Quiet Place Part 2 with Emily Blunt. Yes. These are all movies that are either already released or will be released in May. And they all have one thing in common. I cannot watch any of them, as where I live, there are no theaters open yet. The Waterman, here today, and The Wrath of Man, in theaters only, back on May 7th. Still in theaters right now, just not in Calgary. Spiral from the Book of Saw, in theater only, May 14th. Dream Horse, in theater only, May 21st, and A Quiet Place Part 2, in theater only, May 28th. So I'm not sure if my rage is in theater only, or the fact that my theaters are not open, but I do know that I'm not happy about any of it. You know what? Now I'm not happy about any of it. Why did you do that to me? I had an okay rage that was just a simmering bubble of missing Virginia, All these... and now you've made me hate everything. Again. We can't see any of these movies. There's nowhere. No I've been there for I've been there for five months, buddy. I, I've been a permanent set of rage. I've, I've been like our, our our friend there. I've I'm always angry. We can't this. we can't even spend twenty five bucks on video on demand. Like we can't get exactly. them. Period. Yeah. Uh, I'm telling you right now, when Tiffany Haddish comes out for another movie, I will not be paying twenty five dollars to watch. Yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> I actually, I, I, actually think, I, re- I still think she is doubted. I really want to see this movie. Uh, I'm, I'm actually excited for it. I like Billy Crystal. Does some this good stuff. As an actor. Yeah, I like Billy Crystal too. But need I remind you, yes. the only movie we've ever seen that you liked Tiffany Haddish in 
was when she was ad-libbing all the way through it. Uh, so apparently know, you probably but... like her stand-up. And Maybe. every movie that she has a script... I don't think I'd like her stand-up at all. I, don't even, well, I didn't even know she had stand-up. Well, so I think you need to not pretend that you've seen one movie that she's in that is worth seeing. And now you think everything that Tiffany Haddish is going to be in is going to be great? Shake oh, your head, buddy. Shake your head. I didn't say that. What I did say is that Billy Crystal saw enough in her that he's got her in the movie. I'm sure he'll have a decent script for her to do whatever she does. She was in one other movie that wasn't that was okay because it had a decent script, The Kitchen. So you know what? Maybe she's gonna start making some better choices, and maybe she's gonna be all right. I don't know. We're gonna find out. Don't know yet. Yeah, but just not for twenty-five dollars. Exactly. Not that for any, a, no, not for $25 because it's not coming out on video on demand. We, we can't even <laughs> yeah, do it. So You know it's going to eventually come out on demand. Yeah, it's not going to be 25 bucks by then because it was going to be old. Well, it depends if they didn't make any money in Canada. <laughs> they wouldn't. <laughs> There's, it's not going okay, to, this is going off the rails. I don't even know what you're talking about anymore. You're just, you're just talking jibber jabber over there. I'm just, I feel like I'm, I'm Mr. T. I say, pity the fool. Stop talking jibber jabber. <laughs> <laughs> I pity the fool who is looking forward to a Tiffany Haddish movie. The fool in enough. this case is you. You, sir, are the fool. And I pity you. Okay, then. Rage. Subsiding. Pulse. Slowing. Anger fading. So 2021 is upon us, and instead of flying cars and monkey robot butlers, we have a pandemic. We have media and making every little annoying twit of a child think they're going to be the next famous celebrity because they did some stupid trend they've seen somebody else doing nine million times. We have people that are self-entitled and stupid and given a voice through social media constantly whining about how everybody else is the problem and how everyone else needs fixings. We have celebrities lecturing us about how we have to give more so we can elevate everyone to a better life from the security of their seven-bedroom, multi-million-dollar estates. We have politicians lying to us that they're going to fix the situations we're in that they created in the first place. And then we've got me having the conversations that a lot of us are thinking but nobody's talking about because these things have to be said. I had to say at the podcast. Available wherever you get your podcast fix or at www.ihadtosayapodcast.com. Why don't you come listen to what I've got to say? He's got lots to say. I hear that. This guy is is a big fan of us on the Twitter. So All I'm right. a big fan of I Had to Say It podcast. He, he, he's a tweeter, is he? He's a tweeter. He's a tweeter. All right. Well, uh, this week I discovered a hidden gem from the Ryan Reynolds film library. Uh, definitely maybe from 2008. Now, full disclosure, this film was on one of the women's networks. Which I <laughs> no kidding. Because it's mostly Hallmark movies. But Ryan Reynolds. And yes, this would be what people would call a chick flick. And it came out on Valentine's Day. But despite all the gorgeous women that popped in and out of Brian Reynolds' life in this movie, it was the one with his daughter 
Abigail Breslin that made me shed some man tears. Let's start off with the cast. Ryan Reynolds. And I'm going to butcher this. Either Isla or Isla Fisher. Uh, Rachel Weiss, Elizabeth Banks. These are the three amazing women that came in and out of his life, breaking his heart over and over again. Poor Ryan. Uh, then we have Abigail Breslin. Has been freaking adorable since Signs in 2002. And now kicks zombie ass with the best of them. And then we have Kevin Klein. It was the briefest of cameos, but he is absolutely awesome as always. Uh, okay, basic plot. Uh, Will Hayes is going through a divorce. One day he picks up his daughter from school where she has learned all about sex education in the sixth grade. I think she says penis and thrusting about a dozen times in a two-minute conversation. Nice. Um, she asks her dad about her mom, who's not around, and Will has to explain all the women in his life. And think when Harry Met Sally meets How I Met Your Mother. So Will somehow managed to screw up relationships with all of this, these women. Who will he end up with? I'm not going to tell you. Uh, as usual, Ryan Reynolds is funny and warm-hearted and charming. Abigail Breslin will steal your heart. And you will fall in love with all three of the women in this movie. I did. This film was set in the Clinton era of the 1990s. Ryan's character plays a worker on his election campaign. Nirvana, cell phones, Monica Lewinsky, we see it all through his eyes. Uh, some of my favorite quotes from this movie, his daughter said, Dad, I can't believe you smoked and drank and was such a slut, but I still love you. Uh, daughter also says, if Summer does turn out to be my, my mother, I'm running away to Canada. I'm not kidding. And, and his daughter says, what's the boy word for slut? And he says, they still haven't come up with one yet. And he says, I haven't had sex since Clinton was reelected. And one of his girlfriends says, why bother? He's having enough sex for the entire country. But I'm bump. Is this one of is film one of his best? Not hardly. Is it a Mondo? Not really. Will Jim and Bryce hate it? Uh, absolutely. Uh, but if you love Ryan Reynolds as much as I do, you will enjoy it as much as I did. Merman out. There you go. Well, there you go. I have Here to say are. that um, Abigail Breslin's best performance, other than the zombie universe, is Little Miss Sunshine. Oh, there's no question. Yeah. Okay, people. So, we have to have a discussion about Thomas Winterberg. Do we? Yeah, I think so, because we said we were going to talk about it, and we didn't have enough time last week. Mm. Okay. So, we're going to... We're going to break it down. So I hope one of you little clowns has a actual piece of paper and pen to write these babies down. So we can plot out our viewing of Thomas Winterberg. Okay. Go ahead. So, okay. So uh, the 2020 was another round Sorry. or druk as it, as it was. Which was and meh. Yeah, it was meh for me, too. I think it was a mono for Murray. Though. I loved it. Yeah. Anyway, you know the rules. Uh, the Command, which was from 2018. Mm-hmm. Didn't see it. And did you see it, Murray? No. Okay, so we've got to see The Command. 
And from 2016, we have The Commune, which to me was a Mondo. I actually really enjoyed this one. I'm not sure if you guys saw it. Nope. I saw it. And? It was meh. Okay, so that means we should probably just stop there and we have to see the command, and the command has to be a Mondo. Otherwise, he doesn't make it. Well, that was easy. Yeah, that so was really last, easy. So last movie doesn't count? Yeah, his last movie counts, but he can't have two mehs back-to-back from anybody in the list. <laughs> and you so wonder, it's it's not why easy. I never put names forward. <laughs> Murray, it's how it goes. Bryce is putting names forward, and he gets vetoed by me. Yeah. I put names for it. It's been vetoed by Bryce. It's just the way it goes. And he's not off the list yet. If the command is a Mondo, we bring up the conversation next week. So we're going to try and find the command, which I don't know where it is, but I'm sure we'll find it. And then we got to reopen the conversation. Then we have to move on to his next movie, which will be Far From the Maddening Crown, which actually was a Mondo. It was Mondo. Yeah, I'm not sure if you've seen that one, Murray. No. And then also he has The Hunt, which to me was also a Mondo. That was, yeah, that was Mondo. Okay, okay. so why are you writing these down? So that, just write them down. So, because if the command is a mat, it ends. But if the command is a Mondo, there's still hope, Murray. So Anyways. you can be excited now. I you can be you excited now. He's going to be a Mondo for me no matter what. So you guys decide you, you haven't even seen you all these movies. Seen the how movie. do you know, how do you know he's... Oh I've seen, seen That's not how this works. <laughs> yeah, Murray, that's not how it works, buddy. <laughs> I you, play, you can love him, absolutely. I we also love him. Rules. Oh, right. Well, those aren't the Film Rage rules, so unfortunately. No, they're, my, they're my rules. Okay, well, he can be Mondo for you all you want. You I go. also think he's made some Mondo movies. Yeah, And I will, choose, I will choose to see his movies whenever he puts them out. All right. All right. Let's get excited. What else you guys got? Did you bring anything else forward? Apparently, Murray never wants to bring anybody forward now. No, I really we have don't. Because we have to see one movie, The well, Command. Okay, and here's what... I'm going to decide I'm never, ever going to bring an out Undoubted, ever. Because it's almost impossible to get anybody on. That's the point! That's the whole That's point. Why That's why it, it makes for entertaining conversation. Also, Murray, the last person you brought forward is on the Undoubted list. Well, she's not yet. She's got... A... No, she is. Amy Adams is, oh, is on she the on it? list. I yes. think you guys are waiting for an excuse to take no, her no, off. No, no, no. No, well, well, she, we we might have one this week. This uh, she, not this week, but eh, maybe this week. Her movie's coming out soon. It has to be a rage because the last one I think was Amondo. So, yeah. so there you go, Marie. So you know what? Suck it up, little princess. Just do do your job, bring your stuff forward, and we gotta have a discussion about it. All right, Bryce, did you bring anybody forward? Uh, no, but you did it before, so I'm going to do it too. You you brought someone as mesmerized based on one movie, so I'm going to do it as well. I think Gary Green is absolutely mesmerizing from Fried Berry. <laughs> well, but that's not his only movie. I know. Isn't it? That's, Isn't it? I'm just saying, he's mesmerizing. I'm trying to think of what you, else he's been You in. did it with that, well, what's her head from... Yeah, yeah, I know. She was mesmerizing. There you go. Uh, 
And we've only seen, she only had made one movie though, so that's. Ah, no, she made other stuff. <laughs> no, she made a lot of made for TV stuff. Ah, she was in a couple movies. Okay, so just so we all know, he's actually been in quite a few things. I don't care. He's mesmerizing. Uh, he was in. He you know there was a short called Fried Berry. No, I didn't. But I'm gonna seek it out and watch it now. Uh, I'm just. I hope at there's his... gonna be a Fried Berry too. I want Fried Berry merchandise. I would like to get a Fried Berry special edition smart car. I want Fried Berry tattooed on my forehead. I what? want Fried Berry underwear. I want Fried Berry dress shirts. I want to have Fried Berry for dinner. I want to I'm have. I want to drink myself some Fried Berry. It's all Fried Berry, baby. Okay, well, now Murray got to see the last movie, so Murray has the option right now of vetoing, <laughs> of vetoing Fried Berry right now. Murray, what did you think of? The guy who played Fried Berry in Fried Berry. Uh, he was okay. Did you find him mesmerizing? No. Well, there we go, Bryce. It from ends one, there. From one movie? And he would talk for most of it. <laughs> what does that have to have do to with see, anything? I'm going to have to see more of... I he, can't, was, he, he was Terry Kaiser from Weekend at Bernie's. Yeah. No. He was pretty, mesmer, he was pretty mesmerizing in but that. He was the best part of that movie, too, and he was dead. <laughs> well we're gonna have to I, Murray's already said no but if we watch a few more movies maybe we can convince him that oh, he's put him on met. I don't care <laughs> I'm not I'm not uh, I'm not sold on the one movie although he was very mesmerizing in that one movie alright then so the Do list have- is a bit of a the list is a bit of a shit show today yeah it's it is it happens. <laughs> I I have one that I'm going to add to mesmerizing. Okay, go ahead. I'm bringing Bernie's Cumberbund. I yeah. love him. I, and I think he's mesmerizing. Yeah, yep. he's a good actor. Well, he's, he's, if say, if he's, he's, say his name right, I'll agree with you. Benedict Cumberbatch? Absolutely. He's Mondo, undoubted, mesmerizing. He's freaking awesome. Benedict Cumbersnatch is not mesmerizing. He's a very good actor. But, okay, yeah. well, should we look at, at what he's done and see maybe he actually could make the Undoubted? Uh, okay. I don't think he's going to make it for, based on for, a couple <laughs> things. Man, this list segment for not really doing anything in it is going on and on yes, and is. on. Yeah. But see how easily we transitioned. Um, so unfortunately, he can't because I'm backing it up. He can't be undoubted because the Mauritanian was a meh. And Ironbach slash the Courier was also a meh. Mm-hmm. So Done. poor little Bernie. He's still mesmerizing in my mind, too, Mer. So he's fine. That's uh, all that matters to me. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, that was a strike, although we could. We could be able to ask Mr. Thomas Winterberg if the command is a Mondo. Yep. Just got to watch we'll it. Having... And then uh, we'll uh, revisit it again. Yeah, this, baby. This Thomas Winterberg debate might go on for months. <laughs> for years to come. For years to Six come. Six years from now, we'll still be talking about Thomas Winterberg. There you go. 
All right. Last week on Rage or Dare, our pod bro Kevin from the podcast The Jury Room. Dare Jim and Bryce to see the true crime film Frailty from 2001. This week we have one last dare from our listeners, and we'll go back to our regular dairy programming. Thank you. You'll be able to go to the dare bag or take a rage from Bryce. Check with Bryce to see if Frailty is as terrible a film as Kevin was hoping, or again, will Bryce rage about how our listeners really don't know what they're doing? Uh, Bryce, Wonder Twin Powers Activate, form of which rage? Hmm. Okay. This was a solid effort from Bill Paxson in his first time in the director's chair. The characters were fully fleshed out. The transformation of what seems to be a good father into an obsessed killer and the effects on his two boys is a haunting journey. The way the film walks the line and to a certain extent leaves you not knowing 100% whether he is just crazy or perhaps, as a couple of scenes may indicate, he is actually the hand of God, was a ballsy choice for a first-time director. The performances by all involved were stellar. The mood and lighting on the whole uh, added to the overall feel of the film. This was a well-crafted story with multiple twists at the end that made sense, and I believe I probably enjoyed it this time as much as I did the first time when I watched it 20 years ago. This is a very good movie with very good performances, with very good direction that is well-written. This is a very high meh and should not have been in this segment. Why on earth would this movie be in this segment? My frustration with our listeners continues. If you're going to put forth a movie for rage or dare, it has to be deplorable. It has to be a deplorable piece of dog excrement, such as Theodore Rex. Not a well-crafted, well-acted, well-written film like frailty come on guys i need some more rage in my life i i could not be more happier about the level of rage that we just got bryce to and i can see murray is also happy about it now before i talk about what i thought about frailty i can kind of tell you why i think kevin did not like this movie kevin is a big fan of true crime and his podcast is all about true crime and i think the twist at the end he did not like And I can almost guarantee that's why he did not like the movie. And I need to remind Bryce that just because we think a movie is good, it doesn't mean that the people that are listening to us think the same movie is good. Once again, you're missing the point, Jim. If there's one twist at the end that makes you go, oh, no, this is no good, then that is not what we're looking for. We're looking for something that I'm going to watch from start to finish that I'm going to be so upset with at the end. How could anybody make me watch this steam and peel piece of crap? That is not what's happening here. Well, can I remind you that that happens in you, like, probably 90% of the time. You'll think a movie's good until the last 10 minutes, and it can ruin the movie for you. It can you. absolutely ruin the movie. That's not what this segment is. This, is. this is the worst of the worst of the worst. Not a movie that I was okay with until the very end, and then I was like, oh, this is a rage. No, it's not good enough for it to be a rage. It has to be an ultimate rage. It has to be Apparently. so bad that it's unwatchable. Apparently, apparently, that's your perception. Is that not it? Are you changing the rules? What is it? No, no. I'm hoping to get rages just like you are. In fact, I love it when I get to see you watch a terrible movie. But maybe, like, we can't answer for what our listeners think is a rage. How how can you watch this movie with... Granted, if you hated the end, I I can accept that. But to call this, like, one of the worst ever, like, it's that's what it's gotta be. I mean, there's all... I mean, there's going to be, our, our segment would be 25 films. <laughs> we have 25 films on the planet 
that make a, that are so deplorable. Maybe oh, more than twenty five. Yeah, way more than twenty five. I got I got what? a whole bag that's in my. If you think that any of them are less than an unbelievable, like you are gonna hate me after watching the crap that I've got I in my don't bag. Know. Oh, some you of will. The things that you some of the things that you hate, I actually like, and I'm kind of looking forward to it. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're gonna eat them words there, buddy. I de- I dare you to pick from my bag this week. I double I a, dare you. I have a feeling that uh, that Murray also has some new updated uh, delicious nuggets that we're going to have to listen to. Uh, I do. I, I hand delivered a bucket of rage to Jim personally. All yeah. right. And I, I, I am kind of excited. And, and they were all movies that I bought for $2 at a used <laughs> uh, CD store. So I own copies of them all. So you don't have to go looking for them. Yeah, this is, this is That is such good news. This is such good news. Okay, well, let me tell you what I thought about Frailty. Uh, I remember why I never saw this back in the day. I haven't seen this. This was the first time I saw it. It was when I was in my I hate Matthew McConaughey phase. So when this movie came out and I knew Matthew McConaughey is it, I chose not to see it because back then I hated everything that Matthew McConaughey was in. Uh, it wasn't very original, although maybe this was one of the first of this type of thriller. The whole uh, CLF characters all the way through it, I didn't really think was all that great. Kind of liked the whole body switcheroo rather than fakeeroo. But I got to admit, the whole ending kind of ruined a whole somewhat pretty awesome to okay thriller. Serial killer romp. Ending was dumb. The movie was okay. It was a meh for me. I didn't hate it. Don't know why it was in this. On this, I don't get it. Oh, I'll go back to it. Kevin and I'll ask him, and then next yep, week we'll right. talk about it. He I have a feeling I, it's ask him why he hates it. Yeah, he's he 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 did tell me that it's because of the end, but yeah. I'll get more details from Kevin. There you go. And that's fine. So, I get that. Although I had no problem with the end. Well, I. Yeah, you like uh, the whole Jesus freak stuff. That's all cool. Yeah, Jesus. You know, Jesus, Jesus. Praise Jeebus. Jeebus. I think if I was a Jesus freak, I'd probably have a bigger problem with this film. <laughs> that's Maybe a good that's question, it. actually. Maybe that's it. Maybe yeah. that's it. Maybe that's it. Maybe Kevin is a Jesus freak. We'll find out. All right. Stay tuned. Stay tuned, listeners. But... I have a feeling like that all I'm saying, one... you put this movie beside Theodore Rex and like, really, you can't watch like the fact that I made it through Theodore Rex is a freaking miracle. The fact that I that I kept my eyes open, I didn't like run out of my apartment screaming is a miracle because that was absolutely unwatchable. Yet somehow I watched it. And that's what we need for this segment. And that's I, what I, that's what you are going to get a steady diet of every time you take from my bag. I'm kind of looking forward to it. Good. Although I do know that Theodore Rex was quite torture tor- tortureful, as I would like to say. Yes. Anyway, now I do have our next movie for next week. We'll be watching, which is the last of our dares. I from thought our we what? I thought we nope, were done. We got one more. Oh, for nope, crying out loud! More. No, I'm done. I don't want. I, no, no, this is ridiculous. We have one more. And I have a feeling it's not going to be good. I think it could be. Uh, you told me Rex that you were taken from my bag this week. You promised. I didn't. You I did. I said we had one more. No, I you said did we have not. One more. You did not. Okay. You are a liar. Yes, I did. And you go back and listen to our podcast. You, okay. even, you put it in your the, the intro today. Did I? You did. I don't think so. 
Jim will be able to go to the dare bag or take a rage from Bryce. You did. You put it in the intro. Oh, I don't know about that. Read it. It's in front of you, you monkey. (laughs) Monkey. That's some strong words. That's some strong monkey and monkey and around. (laughs) Well, unfortunately, we do have one more film we're going to watch, and it's called. Are you ready for this? No. It's called Leprechaun in the Hood. It's great. I have it. I have it on Blu-ray. Are you kidding me? No, I've got the whole Leprechaun collection. I've got the the five, the six disc or whatever it is, <laughs> Blu-ray set. They made six of those? I will gladly. I'll watch every freaking Leprechaun. What is wrong with these people? <laughs> Warwick really- Davis is hilarious as the Leprechaun. <laughs> I love Warwick Davis. Uh, uh, I'm waiting for his head to explode, actually. This yeah, is ridiculous. Can we just this skip literally- it and you can take from my bag? Because this is dumb. No. No, because then you don't get to... <laughs> this is literally the best day of my life. I thought that, you know, when my children were born... Or my neighbors are going to come banging on my then- door going, what the hell is going on in there? <laughs> or, or when I got my transplant. I thought that was my best day of my life. But apparently it's today, people. It's today. I'm done. <laughs> You've broken all right, me. Then. All right, then. Yay, finally broken him. He's broken. Only took 90 episodes. <laughs> Actually, today, 90th episode? I thought it was 89. It, it was is. 89. It's 90. It's yeah, 90. 89 was last it's, week, wasn't it? It's there lucky 90. It's lucky 90. All right. Well, thanks again, Ragers, for listening. Rage love to James and Julene from It Goes Down in the PM podcast for our two member subscribers. Thanks to the extended film Rage crew of Leonard Conlon for his artistic vision of photography. The Leonard Conlon Photography. Rebecca Scoos for her animation skills at potatolatypodcastreviews.com. Thanks to our sponsor, Canyon Meadow Cinema. Find us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at FilmRageYYC. Check out everything FilmRage at FilmRageYYC.com, including our merch site for Redbubble and TeePublic. See what we look like on YouTube channel by searching Film Rage Podcast. We are always wanting to make this a raging blast for all listeners, including Bryce. So please comment often everywhere you feel, including FilmRageCalgary at gmail.com, Podchaser, Apple Podcasts, dares to see actual terrible movies to fuel our rage instead of good movies, which still fuel our rage. But no matter what you do, please... Please make us rage. That's it for this week. Rage on. Rage on. Rage on.